Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome to Project Sports. My name's Tim Doyle, and today we have a first guest, first appearance on our show. Um... Mr. Brandon Landrum Jeffries. How's it going, Brandon? It's going great. Thank you for having me. Hey, of course. Um, just to give a little background, I've known Brandon, what, about three years now uh, from the military, yeah. but he's become a really close friend of mine. And yeah, we pretty much met on the topic of sports, talked a little bit about soccer, you know. Uh, first time he met me, I think he judged me pretty hard. Uh, Absolutely did. He did. Yeah, we're just... It, you know, we're in a, a van driving to work. He turned around, didn't know, even know who I was at all. Looked at me and said, who's going to win the World Cup? Do you even know anything about soccer? It was the, kind of more of the feel. He didn't really exactly say that, but that, that's what I got from it. <laughs> we're not going to say you predicted it right, but we'll just let that slide. No, we're absolutely going to say that. I, <laughs> I, I answered the question with France, and he looked at me and was like, are you crazy? And I was like, are you crazy? Then we My heart lies with Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you were really high on Portugal that year, which was a good team to pick, I guess, at that time. Cristiano was in his prime, so I mean, it makes sense. He saw his way right out of that tournament, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, that's pretty much how our friendship started, literally on a negative tone that was um, absolutely amazing because uh, Brandon's always challenging me to look at things very differently, whether it's uh, life or sports or whatever it is, so... That's why I wanted to bring him on the podcast. He's dear to my heart, and yeah, we're off and running. There's a lot of things happening in soccer around the world, as we call it here in England, football. Or in, what do they call it? He, he lives in Austria. What do they call it? They call it football? In- yeah, football, football in English, foosball, foosball. German, same. Ah, same. Yep. Same. So, well, what do we got here? Uh, we got the Prem starting up here in just like seven or eight days, I think. Relaunching. It's coming so fast. Coming so fast. And the teams in a very short amount of time with, you know, the Prem ending and then restarting again within a couple of weeks. I mean, some of the teams look completely different as far as signings and transfers. It's happened so fast, which has been so much fun to see. Especially Chelsea. My goodness. Let's talk about that. Holy cow. Yeah. And both of us do not like Chelsea as a sporting franchise, but... We, uh, we are quite impressed with the amount of moves that they've made, and they are scary. I think they're going to be very good. I hate saying that. <laughs> I'm a Liverpool fan. He is predominantly B-Fob-B. That's your number one Man City in the Prem. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. we both like B-Fob-B. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just can't believe how many signings Chelsea has taken from, especially, like, the Bundesliga, Timo Werner and um, Kai Havertz. Like, my goodness, they are yes. just destroying. Not only that. They are destroying it. They are, and... The amount of, we've talked about their young guns coming up. Mason Mount uh, just being an all star. This young kid, Billy Gilmore, too, he's coming on the scene, sort of like a Phil Foden type uh, work, yeah. workhorse young kid. He came out and played with the first team this year. He's, he's a pretty good player. And what? Tammy Abraham getting better and better. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the other the other striker's name? Adai Odobi. I mean, but we have to give a lot of credit to Derby County because Mason Mountain is a great player, and he is yeah. just shining. I mean, you have to give credit to them. They really did well. Of course, it was a great, it was a great loan, and he came back and yeah. it was scary. You know, I mean, that yeah. whole that whole team played well together. Like uh, Harry Wilson played on that team with him. 
They had good uh, yeah. good connections and yeah, Darby chemistry Darby was just flawless. Did, did great. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Who was the uh, coach down there at that time during that? What was that last year? What, wasn't it Frank Lampard also? Yeah, it was Frank Lampard. Yeah. So yeah, he just brought him up, and Frank got promoted to Chelsea as their head coach. So, yeah. but it's very interesting. And obviously, another big, interesting thing that we have going on is Leeds going into the Prem this year. Oh, this is great! Them getting back to their roots. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a great. I mean, their history is incredible. Let's talk about that first of all. And yeah, I mean, they they belong in the Premier League. Let's just talk. I mean, this is how it is. They just belong there. Yeah, you know. You know it, you know, history tells us that, you know, they've been there and they've got a lot of accolades. And Brandon has been wanting this for like the last three or four years. Uh, it's the first time I met him, we started talking, his man, Leeds, Leeds should be in it. And then you talked about, you're like, oh, Manchester United, they're going to get relegated. And I'm like, no. He's like, well, what happened to Leeds? It, it, happened to Leeds. And I was like, yeah, but <laughs> United. It's my dream to see, you know, United go down. <laughs> yeah, it's my dream. So also. Well, we could talk about United for for a second here. This this young kid, who I am extremely yeah. high on, Mason Greenwood. I, I mean, what, great player, great player. Oh, your thoughts? I mean, I, I you know I look at some of his goals and he, I don't know. You see the Ronaldo and Messi are getting older. I mean, um, we kind of hit it a little bit on my podcast, but I think that they, like you said, are very they're finished with their era, and these young players are becoming I don't know phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of Ronaldo in him is what I want to say. Yeah. Some of his goals are just yeah. astonishing. Yeah, it's a good talk about the way a player carries himself and his stature on the on the pitch. And that's what I see from Mason Greenwood is something different at a young age. And it just catches your eye. You're just like, oh, the way he plays with power and poise. Like he's already, you know, 30 years old in his prime. It looks like the way he, he dominates the field, yeah. the decision-making he goes with or just the strikes of his foot when he's when he's kicking. It's just like wow, that's that's some you know mature level play. And what, what is he twenty years old? And it's just like it's phenomenal. And uh, I mean, what do you think? What do you think Manchester United's going to do this year in the Premier League? I mean, well, we saw. Yeah. We, I mean, towards the end of you know when they came back from COVID, the shortened part of the season, they did not lose many games, if any, towards the end. I don't think actually they yeah. lost at all. And their Bruno Fernandez really changed the whole format of that team. And the younger yeah. players are going to get better. Pogba really likes playing with Fernandez. I think it takes the weight off Pogba a little bit, um, yeah. being able to, you know, not just have be the only creative one in there because Bruno is just really creative and on the pitch. So it, it allows for Pogba to be more relaxed and not have to, you know, feel everything. And uh, the other, the big tall guy, in the back, I forget his name, the CDM. Uh, Maguire. Yeah, Maguire. Yeah. No, that's just the center back. The uh, I forget Matic. Matic. Oh, so yeah, okay, I know. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's the I don't know Europe, Eastern European guy. I don't know what he is. Is he Croatian or something? Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like a Croatian name. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, United has a good chance. That I, I think it's. I think we'll find out as the season begins quickly. We'll find out who's who are the teams that are going to be you know, who are going to be the winners because, I mean, between Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea, I mean, they are strong clubs. Liverpool didn't really make any moves. The only advantage City and Liverpool have is that they know what they are and you have to beat them first. But if Chelsea and United come up and even Spurs come up and they're like, hey, we're going to run the team a different way, we can beat you with this. Yeah. But it all comes yeah, but you, I mean, you have to say it. You have to say it. Manchester City is really, I mean, if they don't 
get their ducks in a row, it'll be a very, very difficult season for them. They have their their defense is struggling. They have great players, don't get me wrong, but their defense is struggling severely. I mean, I, I mean, of course, they'll be in the top five, but I can definitely see them not winning the Premier League if they can't get their defense in order. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you could say that. Defense is everything when it comes to You can score as many goals as you want, but that's what killed them this past year against Liverpool. The reason why they lost is because yep. of their defense. I mean, they outscored Absolutely. Liverpool by goals by a lot. It wasn't even close. No one came close yeah. to that many goals that they scored, but because of their defense and lapse of mental judgment against bad clubs, that's what lost you the prem. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think about this whole Suarez situation with uh, Barcelona and Juventus and Messi? What, what's your thoughts? I think it was a long time coming. I mean, as we saw, Messi doesn't want to stay there anyway. This is very, very obvious. I guess he's he's pissed. I mean, you saw it with the um, his post. He talked about the manager that it would cost them X amount of money, and it was a substantial amount that he'd have to pay the club to leave. And so, of course, what he's going to do? He's just going to have to stay at Barcelona. I don't know one more year. I'm not exactly sure the the contract details, but Suarez leaving to Juventus. He wants to win, and he knows he won't win at win at Barcelona. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's a great player, but it just yeah, it's astonishing. Yeah, how, I mean, Barcelona's reign is over is what I want to say. Yeah. And I, I think even with Suarez moving to Juventus, it just, it just even shows more of what's probably going to happen before the transfer in February or January um, when that opens up again. There's going to be pressure throughout this whole fall into the winter of what's going to happen with Messi, and you're going to see it on display. This is just a bad move on Barca's part. It's like, dude, get the amount of money. And maybe that's all they're doing is trying to just hike up the price a little bit and maybe someone mm-hmm. will overpay not the crazy amount that they talked about like the 600 to 700 million dollar no, no one's gonna pay that no one's gonna pay no that chance. but i think no it's way. like hey it's probably manchester city's probably being like hey we'll we'll take them for this you know price point and they're like no we want more and they're just using this as a play maybe that's what's going on because messi didn't show up to where they had the whole team had like a uh, covid check and they all had to go um take the check together messi didn't show up and it's just, yep. uh, Messi has been part of that organization forever. Obviously, he sees things that are, are not going correct, and he wants out. And it's going to be bad for the club going forward. And I mean, do you think if, if, if Messi stays there, do you think he will, um, how should I say, do you think he will play another another season with Barcelona? Like, do you think you'll see him step foot on the pitch to play a game? I, I don't think so. I You don't think he's going to play at all this year? Or are you talking about no. next year? No, if he... This, this year, I mean, the year coming up, I mean, in, I don't know, seven days for saying the Premier League, but I don't think he's going to step foot on the pitch in a Barcelona jersey ever again. That's, that's my opinion. That's, yeah, that's, that's bold. It's so, it's I mean, so unclear it, sometimes with the reports because in Europe, there's so many different news sources that come from different countries and ways of doing things. You can never really get a good handle. But I mean, I mean, if that's how you yeah. feel, I mean, that could happen. I mean, he's pissed. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised he's mad. if you were right. Yeah. Uh, he uh, is mad and i mean he he wrote he's like oh i just have to stay there because i can't afford to leave so okay i'm just gonna be at barcelona and not do anything as as his his um how should i say the way he acted in his statement is what it portrays to me isn't it so interesting how the greats in general like even it's happened to brady happened to manning and messi and happened to michael jordan like they all get yep. pushed. They get pushed out sometimes a little premature or like gets ugly at the end. It's always the same. Even with Joe Montana, yep. same thing when he went to the Kansas City Chiefs. Not a lot of people remember that. But also, yeah, Jordan, you know, them say, oh, we're going to, you know, they, they won 
I don't know if you recently watched the documentary, but it was really good insight to how that ended and how toxic it was with Jordan. And he was, you know, won six titles in seven years, you know, and they, they won the last one called, you know, they called it the last dance. And they're like, Hey, by the way, yeah. before the season starts, we're firing your head coach. Oh, Oh, look at my resume. I just won six out of the last seven years. And you're going to fire this guy for what? What's the reason? Just because the, you know, the, the GM was, was jealous, I guess, of the whole thing was the story that they presented. I mean, who knows? his side of the story, but a lot of it was presented that way. It's, it's, it's great that, you know, that Messi can internalize and look at his situation and, and acknowledge that, Hey, I only have a certain amount of time left. I need to go somewhere else and play somewhere else so I can be productive in, in my career because, you know, I mean, it's the same with Suarez. He's, he did it. He's he gone. It. I mean, yeah. he, he, he will get paid one full season. I, if, if I'm correct with what I read from Barcelona, with yeah. this transfer. And Suarez is really telling because I, he's close with Messi. So he, Messi was yep. probably like, hey, man, get out of here because I'm, I'm going to leave when I can. You know, like it, it, there's yeah. no point. I'm not trying to build anything here anymore or give my best effort, which I think is probably why you're coming to the conclusion of way yep. maybe Messi won't even put on the uniform and play for them because he's like yep. he's like telling Suarez to leave. Because that was kind of like out of the um, – I don't know, like out of the blue. I mean, it kind of told you like, hey, yeah, it's breaking up. The team's, the team's not going to be the same anymore. But you saw when he's been playing recently. I mean, he has lost all of his. I don't want to say like a will to play, but you can spirit. you can see it. The yeah, you can see it Barcelona. in his face. Yeah, yeah. When he when he lost with Liverpool, and he was just like, it has to be a joke. Is the look on his face the four yeah. zero or whatever? And then it was the same when they got the eight to two by uh, Bayern Munich. Well, you remember? I mean, let's let's roll back to the, the Liverpool game. I mean, our reaction to it when we first saw it, it was like. They, they, I mean, yeah, Liverpool played great at Anfield and the, the crowds into it, but like there was no response. Like it was almost, it was kind of like the eight to two game because that was even worse, but it was like a buildup. It was the same thing. They got scored yeah. on and then they just gave up and they were being lazy, not paying attention. And you're talking about some of the best midfielders in the world with Busquets and, you know, these guys are, are great. You know, they're great players yeah. and they just, it's like no one trusts each other. On that on that squad, and you know, then they bring some more players in over the, the the last year into this season. Same thing, and then it was even worse against Bayern, right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I guess I'm just a little bit confused. You know, they really bought it, brought in some great great players like De Young. You know, I mean, I, the list goes on. I mean, it's just I, maybe maybe their their defense is a little bit too old. I mean, Piquet is old. Yeah. Um, but it's there's no excuse. I mean, you're a professional football player. You should never be losing eight to two. I'm sorry, no, no, never. And and, and that's that was what the semifinals or no the uh, quarterfinals for the Champions League. Come on, it's a and, little bit of a joke. And now, I mean, you know, 2020. Looking back, you know, backwards in history, you can kind of see well what changed. What changed this whole Barcelona um, vibe and feel of their like winning. And and obviously Messi is a great player, but. Obviously, in the locker room, things were different. I, I, I look at Puyo as when he left, he was the captain. I mean, he must have had such an impact on that clubhouse to keep everyone together, the spirits. He showed it on the pitch. It must have been like that off the pitch, too. Because this, mm -hmm. you know, when he retired and he left, I mean, I mean, that's it. That's where it kind of points to. Things started to go downhill as far as the con uh, continuous uh, success rate. So... Also, uh, what do you think about Suarez going to play uh, in Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo and Diablo and all of them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the best, like I said, with wherever Messi goes. I mean, there's certain clubs that I think are better for him than others. And 
for Suarez, you know, he's older as well, but he fits in really well. He'll be the front man for Juventus. The two wings are already set. I mean, the, the attacking of this team is going to be phenomenal. And not to mention, they're, they like, we you know, when you look at a team, how do they attack? I also think about, okay, who's on their bench? And they also have a crazy bench for this as well. So they have so many uh threats that they can use and yeah they're going to be great i think they have a very now it's like puts them over the limit like they really have a chance to win the champions league yeah because i don't think people realize sometimes how important a leading striker is and when you add someone like suarez he not only does he do his job but he opens up cristiano ronaldo even more and if you can open up cristiano ronaldo even more it just i mean you're talking about the world's greatest player on the stage just to be able to allow him to do different things because people have, you have to be focused on both. And then, you know, it heightens Diablo's game too. And the midfielders and the defenders, it just, it opens up the field for him. I think they are going to be a powerhouse now in the UCL, whereas they struggled because they needed that extra, you know, star striker in the middle for them, for someone to worry about. I wouldn't also be surprised if they bring in a, um, more defenders because I know Delict played well, but I mean, his, performance on the pitch was definitely completely different from when he transferred over to Juventus from Ajax. So I'm curious of what happens like in this back four of Juventus. I mean, they're not bad, of course, but they definitely really have some stuff to work on if they're losing to Lyon yeah. in the Champions League. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's a powerhouse team. This was happening. You know, they're, they're it's like the Miami Heat now as, as it feels. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. It does. And it and it's there's, you know, to lose as far as I mean, there's a couple other teams that's there's to lose too. like there's there's a bunch of powerhouses that could win the UCL uh, this upcoming season. But also another I just want another talking point. Um, uh, what are your thoughts and feelings on Kevin De Bruyne uh, just in general with Manchester City? It's oh, tough. I mean, even if Messi goes there, it doesn't go there. And have we seen too many losses in the UCL? I mean, he looked pretty pissed off when he lost in the UCL uh, this past season. And he yeah. even quoted him saying, you know, it, you know, it's the same thing, same, like same thing as last year, the previous year is pretty much loosely quoted, <laughs> but it's pretty much, he's yeah. like, Oh, same, same thing, same result. It just looks like, as very as like, he is frustrated with the way things are going and he wants to win badly. He wants to win badly in the UCL because from, you know, how I feel about Kevin De Bruyne is he's the best midfielder in the world and he is not, on a team that's, it's just winning the prem and scoring goals, and then that's it. It's not this full I mean, team, full it, team play. I mean, you want to talk about it. Manchester City is very; they have a single person mindset. You can tell that they're not together as one in a team. You know, Kevin De Bruyne gets mad at um, Jay or Jesus for messing up, and it's like, hey man, he's still your team. If you get in his head that he's messing up, then he's not going to perform. Also, yeah, he might miss a couple of shots, but okay. He's been backing up, I don't know, Sergio Aguero for how long, and now he has to come in and fill this role that he he can fill. We know he can fill, but he's just not 100% prepared because they've just been putting him on the bench. It's like, oh, Sergio Aguero, we're going to play the full 90 minutes. You're never coming in. Well, great. That's 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 okay, but it's just not it's not solidifying his place in the team. And then when people hate, like even uh, Raheem Sterling, great player, but he's also, he thinks only about himself. And that's, that's just how it is. So... And the Kevin De Bruyne topic, he needs to leave Manchester City. It's it's how it is. I would really love him as a player to be there. He's the, I, Like you said, he's the best midfielder, surely, in the world, without a doubt. Does that mean he needs to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona? Absolutely not. I think there are other, like, 
Bayern Munich would be a great fit for him. Or, you know, I could keep going down the list of teams would be a great fit. He Liverpool just, would be a great fit for him, too. I don't think it's something. OK, that, that'll never happen. It'll never. But. He's a Liverpool fan. That's what he was as a kid. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I don't think Liverpool, I'll, I'll, I'll cry myself to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you can call it a wrap after that, especially with the coach. Just the connection Absolutely. there will be uncanny. But uh, yeah. all right. So but I got one more thing for you before we close out the show. Um, oh, what so do you got? I want your uh, top five players going to the season across the entire landscape of Europe. Just give me quick take. Top five? Top, oh, man. Top five players, just top oh. your head, of who you think is going to be successful this year based on some of the transfers. Think about that. Some of the transfers that have gone on, who's going to be on what club and who's going to be successful. Just a little explanation why. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, I I want to, you know, like my gut feeling says, you know, it's like, oh, Mbappe, Neymar, Ronaldo, Suarez, these people. But, you know, if I look at all the clubs and all the transfers over Europe, I don't think I can name like specific players. But I think if you're part of the Chelsea organization at this moment, you are sitting probably at the best place you could be in all of football in the entire world. The team, the the threats on the team, the defense, everything, it's nearly perfect with this team, even the coach. I mean, you can tell the atmosphere. Everybody wants to be there and everybody wants to play there. And this is just incredible. I mean, I could see them doing really, really great things. And I don't want to say that. Like we said before, I'm not a Chelsea fan. I really don't like Chelsea, but hey, I really like seeing it. Where credit's due. That's, that's it. Exactly. You're correct. You're correct. And, you know, I, 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 I don't like to see... Chelsea build up so, so much and take a lot of players from these great teams. You know, I'm, I'm a really big fan of the Bundesliga. I really like the Bundesliga, like seeing Bayern Munich win. I, it's one of my, obviously I like BVB. It's one of my arch rivals, but you know what? Seeing a German team win, it's great for me. I love it. Everyone knows I live in Austria, speak the German language. So it's cool to see a German team be successful. But yeah, I think Chelsea, Chelsea takes it, takes the reign. Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, uh, like you said, Mount, all these players, that's the place to be. And those are the players that will be most successful this year, 100%. And yeah, don't get me wrong, Liverpool will do great, Mo Salah, all these people. I think they'll do well. But I think if they click properly in Chelsea, this is the, the all these players are players to watch. Pulisic, all of them. They are just, it'll be phenomenal to watch them. And you know what? Once they f- they find their groove, you'll see it'll be the attacking three or however many are up front at that time. It'll be always different every single game and this is what is going to be incredible to watch yeah they have and you we watch they have, they have firepower to win multiple tournaments too in one season I think yeah that's, that's, because i mean manchester city you know they want to win all the cups but they couldn't do it because they didn't have a big enough bench you know they didn't have enough in the reserves but you know it's like cool when pool sticks out there winning the fa cup because he can just play because he can, he can take three games off it doesn't matter mm-hmm. this is what makes a great team in building this is difficult and frank lampard is doing a phenomenal job thousand percent this i'm telling you this is i mean i'm really i guess for chelsea i guess i'm really worried about their goalie but you know what this will get it this will work itself out yeah i'm not worried about that it's not always i think for because i mean you can bring players in but i think you you and i what we acknowledge is like he's hitting like the perfect areas of his team he needed to fix and put bringing in the right guys i think that's what what scares us the most as we both don't like chelsea but we're like man that was a that was a good pickup you know, like bringing in a I mean, Timo Werner from Leipzig. I mean, Timo, what's this, man? Timo Werner and what was the uh, the defender there from PSG that they got who played phenomenal in the UCL final? Thiago Silva. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to Dave. Yeah, Thiago Silva. So, 
So, I mean, it just, he's picking his spots and he's doing it beautifully. Uh, and even more so, I can't stand Frank Lampard because it was rival against uh, Stevie G and the Prem back in the day, Liverpool, Chelsea. So, yeah. but yeah, he's doing a phenomenal job and we'll see what happens for the rest of the season. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, doing this with me. Uh, much appreciated. No stress. Just starting out Project Sports, getting it rolling doing my thing thanks for having me yeah having been the first guest i'm gonna have much more people on the show uh just talking about sports we literally can talk about anything i have no rules uh, no way of doing things we're just out here having a chat as as brandon likes to say you know absolutely yeah i appreciate you coming on yeah and don't forget to uh check out my podcast at the life's like we're on facebook instagram and twitter yeah guys very similar we if you talk guys about like, everything. Talk about they talk about whatever they want that's happening in the world. I, I actually was on the podcast and it's a it's a great yeah. vibe, you know, especially for guys. You you find something funny to listen to to break up your day with all this stuff that's going on in the world. It's hilarious. Just give it a listen. All right. Appreciate that. Shout out to Lalo also. Give him that shout out. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lalo. Yeah, appreciate you Lalo. having me. Lalo's on the show as well. So hey, thanks. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports.